Shut up and sit down. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome to the first ever VR Forerunner podcast. I believe we are live and everything is working for the most part. I'm getting some dropped frames, but that's mostly on Twitch's side, so I can't do anything about that. There might be some little buffering snip snaps along the way, but let's just get right into it. So we, I have a lot of uh, actually stuff to talk about today. This has been a pretty busy week in uh, VR, and there's a lot of news to cover. Um, I'm going to first start with the uh, Steam VR updates that, well, it's mostly just one update I want to talk about right now. Um, it is the fact that, let me just pull it up for you guys. Uh, let's get my headset all tracked here. I'm currently in my temporary seated area, and it's not the best for tracking. Um, it has some okay uh, tracking, but it, it kind of loses a little bit because I have a lot of walls and stuff, and it's... It's just not the best, so bear with me if we have some mishaps when I'm trying to do VR during the stream. So anyway, let me pull up here. And the new Steam VR beta, uh, if it will pull up what I was trying to pull up here. See here. Alright, this should be the one right here. One moment. And there we go. Alright, so the new Steam VR beta. Uh, they added a way so that people can um, make 3D modeled environments instead of just using a panoramic photo. Um, an example of that is beforehand, you can see right here, uh, I have the holodeck right here from Star Trek. And this is actually just a picture, a 3D, uh, 3D, 360 degree photo, and it's ported into the Steam VR home. And this is what you would see, and there was a whole workshop where you can download all of these photos. But now, uh, Steam, Valve has added a way to where you can actually have sort of 3D uh, environments, like a map in a game. Because when you move the headset, uh, the, the panorama just goes like, like a skybox. It kind of moves with you. But I'm going to show you an example right now of what this um, new 3D model environment actually looks like. So if I put this on and I turn one of my controllers on, I'm going to pull it up. And you can see here we have environments, and I'll open up this uh, stage setting that was created by uh, Zulubu. Zulubo. And you can see there's an actual, they added this little, it adds this 3D stage area, uh, as well as keeping my original skybox. So this is really cool. Um, so now people can actually make whole maps that you can just sort of... Well, it, it has a lot more depth and actual interest into the new uh, the Steam VR home. It's really it's been a feature that's been requested since the first day, and Valve just added that. So, really good, Valve. Uh, great job on adding that. Pretty was it only like a month after launch. Pretty pretty quickly. All right. So uh, let's get right into uh, VR news for the week. So this was uh, if you have not heard of this by now then I, you're, you're kind of out of the loop. Anyway, NVIDIA announced two new graphics cards uh, in their Pascal series. They announced the 1080 and the 1070. And apparently, uh, NVIDIA boasts that in VR, let me pull up the tab for myself here. Wait one moment. Yes, all right. So you can see, um, 
we scroll down to these benchmark performance tests right here, uh, it's apparently two times faster than a 980 uh, when it comes to VR. And, but, at, but other than that, um, apparently what we're hearing is it's only about 10 to 15% faster in normal situations than a Titan, um, Titan X or a 980 Ti. So it's, it's a really interesting thing, um, but we haven't got real benchmarks for it yet. So if you're interested in the card, wait for this NDA um, to end. We had some rumor benchmarks that were leaked, but I wouldn't trust them personally. Um, but let's also talk about what else they announced. So that was, that's the 1080. And they also announced the 1070, which is basically, it's going to be for about, I believe it was like $379, um, and it's going to replace the 970, obviously. And it's going to be a really, that's the card that actually interests me more. Um, it, it, they also boast that that is faster than a, uh, a Titan X, which, just to put in perspective, a Titan X has been like $1,000 to $1,200. And they're going to sell a car that's faster uh, for a lower price range, a more budget, it's kind of mid-range card. And this is going to make VR very, very accessible. Uh, if you have a 970 already, then just, like, it's really, you're, you're fine. But the people that don't have these VR um, headsets, the 970, when this 1070 comes down, is probably going to drop in prices to like $200, and people, tons of people will be able to adopt VR. Because that's the biggest problem with VR right now, is it's so difficult to adopt. Um, they also announced a few more things. Uh, they announced this Ansel, which is like a driver-based screenshot tool. It doesn't sound interesting, but it actually it kind of is. Um, and the, w the reason I'm bringing this up is because they have this uh, way to where you can take 360 photos in your game that if the developer enables it, which is always sort of a problem, but I'll get to that in a minute. So you can take these 360 panoramic photographs and you can use them and you can share them with your friends or whatever. And you can also, theoretically, you can make them into... Uh, Steam VR home panoramic background, so that's gonna be really interesting. So it's just really it's a really cool thing. Um, it, it's a lot more exciting than I can explain it is, but if a ton of developers do get back on this, which I I don't know if they will, that's always a problem. Um, for example, they also announced the their their updates to something called VR Works, and what VR Works is, it's basically all the APIs and stuff that uh, NVIDIA gives to developers so that they can sort of make the graphics cards uh, take advantage of VR in the most, most uh, reliable and uh, exciting ways. An example of that that they showed off is called right here, the VR um, sound. So basically what it does, and they can use this for real games too, but I think it's more important for VR because Sound is a kind of a weird, in a weird uh, thing right now. I personally don't like wearing headphones on my head. I like wearing, I like having speakers on, um, on the outside and just have less weight on my head because sound is okay in VR games right now, but I don't really care too much about the headphones. But when they add this, I can see me um, putting headphones on more often. So basically what it does is it's going to allow sound to have this echo effect when it bounces off walls and other materials. Um, so it gives a lot more realistic, kind of what your brain is used to in the real world sort of thing. And that's really interesting. Uh, they also announced this sort of thing called uh, VR Funhouse, 
Uh, let me see if I can pull that up to show you guys. And I'm not sure if I have that. Yeah, let me pull that up. So, transition. So yeah, VR Funhouse is basically there, the lab. If you know what the lab is, it's what Valve did to show off how VR works. Um, and this is basically NVIDIA's version of the lab. Uh, it's a, just showing off all the stuff VR, VR Works has to offer. And they'll be releasing this soon. And hopefully when they do release it, I'll be able to try it out and um, do a video on that. But it's just a lot of stuff showing off their technology. And what's cool about it is it's going to be open source. Which means that anyone that kind of watches, like a developer, uh, can use all the technology in here to kind of train themselves to be able to use this cool technology for their games. So there's a lot of cool stuff. Like the one that excites me um, the most is called NVIDIA Flex, I believe. Which is like, basically, you pour yourself a glass of water and you shake the water and it's going to be really like real life water, which is really cool. Um, they show it here in the video, you'll see in just a moment. Yeah, with the little, um, the, the, the goo guns, it's really, really interesting to see how it, like, kind of falls down uh, when it slips on the other goo. And that's really, really cool. I, li I like stuff like that. That's, that's really exciting. Um, so, basically, now I want to, now what do you guys think about the 1080 and the 1070? Are you guys excited? Personally, I have two 980 Ti's. And the 1080 and 1070 run on what's called GP104. Um, it's basically, they're selling it as a high range card, which it is. The 1080 is pretty impressive, especially the fact that it only uses one six pin connector, which is pretty crazy. But there's still the GP100, which will probably have HBM2, while the 1080 has GDRR. GDDR5X and the 1070 has GDDR5. Um, HBM2 will be a lot more interesting. It's probably going to be a new Titan card. I'm waiting for that personally because um, I don't see myself in a reason to upgrade to a 980, um, a 1080, I'm sorry, since I have two 1080 or 980 TIs. Man, I'm getting all these numbers. Also, one, one more little rant. Uh, they are kind of. Why did they name it 1080? Because here's, here's why my complaint is about that. So when you think of 1080, or at least when I think of 1080, I think of 1080p. And, we'll, and like, this is going to confuse a lot of consumers because this card can theoretically run 4K gaming. I, from what it sounds like, if it's faster than a 980 Ti and a Titan X, it should be able to run the basics of uh, 4K gaming. And the name at the 1080 is just a little strange to me. It's going to confuse a lot of people. Um, and I don't know. I don't like the name personally, but that, that's just a small gripe. Um, there's something else here. Oh, yeah. They also announced these new bridges that are basically... They double the speed of... If you don't know what SLI is, SLI is when you have two graphics cards and they're connected to each other. So they can kind of take turns, they work together to render a full image, um, which is what would be a game or something. And they have these new SLI bridges that are supposed to be double the, uh, double the speed of the original bridges. And here's my issue with SLI. They've been, NVIDIA and sort of AMD has been sort of advertising uh, SLI and Crossfire, which is NV uh, AMD's version, as something that is for people that want the greatest experience. But in most cases, most games never uh, actually support SLI, and a lot of games 
actually break down when you have SLI enabled. Uh, I know this from experience. I can't play some games with SLI enabled. I can't play any VR games with SLI enabled. Uh, and it's just, it's a really, it's, dual graphics cards are just not that good. Um, so I'm going to post a straw poll in the chat. I'm going to let you guys decide what you think. Are you guys interested in the 1080 or 1070, or are you just going to keep the cards that you currently have? And I'll be really interested. I'll pull up, I'll keep the, um, the window up here. So let me pull that up. All right, so... Very interesting. Yeah, it's, I mean, I can see why people would be interested. If you have anything lower than a 10 uh, or a 980, I can see a reason to upgrade to these cards. Like, if you're in the 780s or whatever, then I think it's a good upgrade. So I understand why people are interested. It's just for me, I don't personally see a reason to upgrade at the time. Um, I, I personally just am really curious to see the specs of the 1070 more. I think that will be the most interesting. Um, it Because the 10... The 1080 is not going to actually compete with AMD very much because they're kind of owner, they're kind of targeting the low market for VR, and the 1070 might actually compete with that. So we'll see. So it seems like the consensus, the main consensus, is that people are interested in the 1080. So that's really interesting. Um, thanks guys for voting. I really, really appreciate that. It's really cool. All right, next, uh, let's get let's get past the Nvidia stuff. That's just a very interesting. It's been a while since we've had such interesting cards come out. Um, Maxwell has been was kind of okay, but it was just I don't know. This was the first time where they really kind of did something pretty cool um, in a while. So, so uh, from Upload VR, we have data suggests that the HTC Vive install base is around fifty thousand headsets. So let's think about this. They take the they took the data. From uh, Steam database and another source, I forget which it, uh, it says in the article, but I don't remember the article on what it said, the other one. But basically they're saying they believe that 50,000 people currently have a Vive and currently have it installed in their homes. Uh, this has been about a month since it's people started getting them. And this is, this is, this is not amazing, but it's also not low. It's kind of like in a sweet spot right now, which means a lot of people are getting them, which is really surprising. Um, this is definitely above expectations for a first month launch. We know tons of people still have orders uh, sold out till June. Uh, might be July. I haven't checked it recently, but uh, the HTC Vive is very being pretty successful. I'm very curious uh, if we can get some data on the Oculus, because I know I, I'm just really fascinated to see on how many people have installed their Oculuses um, as well. So we can get like a more combined uh, idea of what VR um, is as an install base completely. Uh, it's a very successful and tons of companies are investing in VR. And an example of that is the new Chinese company HMD by use entertainment so uh what they say here is they're basically trying to compete against sony's playstation vr and microsoft hololens but be aware this is mostly for chinese markets which is very difficult for sony and microsoft to target so yeah it's it looks it looks pretty basic but 
it's still pretty, pretty cool to see so many companies make their own headsets. We also had um, the phone maker. Who was that? Uh, that made the... Ooh, I forget their name. Huey. They, they made the, um, the, the, the Google Nexus 6P. Um, and they made their own VR headset as well. So we're seeing China... When China is getting interested in something um, and actually spending a lot of money in it, that makes American investors kind of look at stuff and go, we need to put more money into that too. Um, and that's where we start looking into more interesting investments like this. We have the from, let's see what we got here. We have it from, gotta pull it up here. From VR Focused, we have the Roto VR Chair is now up for pre-orders. All right, so let's pull up what this is. I, I did not actually know about this product until um, I saw the article. But basically what it is, is a chair that kind of moves around wherever you're looking. So let's say you have a headset on, you put on this little clip on your headset. So if you look left, it'll, the chair will automatically turn you left. And if you look right, it'll, it'll automatically turn you right. Interesting idea. Uh, I, I was actually like, oh, this is pretty cool. A uh, pretty interesting idea. Then I was like starting to get into it more. And then um, they, this is my, my uh, complaint about this current product right here. We go to this next tab. Um, and you can see there's all these little attachments and stuff. And here's the first problem. The chair that is already $100 off is... A Roto VR pre-order package for mobile VR. Mobile VR includes stuff like the Samsung um, Gear VR and the Google Cardboard. And basically, this bundle right here only is kind of intended for those people that only use those. It's not for people that use an Oculus Rift or a uh, HTC Vive. And the reason why it's so annoying or kind of weird to me is someone that's gonna pay $500 for a VR chair probably isn't the person that is buying a Google Cardboard like that's my opinion um, you can see here you have this advanced cable magazine right here and this allows you to plug your cables into the chair and then your chair will be able to have cables running to your computer So that's kind of cool um, but in this mobile VR package, you get a simplified version of that. And hopefully I can find what that looks like. Uh, let me see here. Had it pulled up somewhere. Right. Oh, I, I can't seem to find it right now. Maybe... Yeah, well, basically, all the, the basic version of that, of uh, this, this thing right here, is it only has a USB. And that's it. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of stupid. So already you got to pay 100 bucks to add this thing, and you're going to be throwing away this other one that comes with the chair. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's kind of a ripoff. Like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and then I thought to myself, People that are buying this chair, like, they're most likely going to be playing stuff like EVE Online or racing games. 
they're going to be using a wheel. They're not going to be using a desk because, think about it, if you put your wheel on a desk and you're turning, you're not going to be able to use your wheel while you're turning. So I'm like, well, where's that? Where's something that you can place it on? So here's another thing you got to buy. Um, this, this allows you to actually attach something where you can place a wheel or one of the, uh, you know, the flight simulator um, controllers right on your, right in front of you. And that's just another 50 bucks. So when I think about the person that is going to buy this and actually going to use it to its maximum potential, they're going to have to buy this and this and this. So that's $650 plus tax. I don't know, guys. That's, that's a little, little bit much, I think. Um, I think they kind of dropped the ball on this one a little bit. It's a cool idea. But that's my opinion on it. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's stop talking about this uh, chair and let's get to the next thing. Uh, speaking about things that might make you spin, we have uh, Playboy is investing in VR. They announced their VR plans. If you don't know what Playboy is, I wouldn't blame you, honestly. If you're in the newer generations, that means it's... it's you don't hear much about Playboy. People don't get Playboy magazines very often anymore. And that's why they are sort of rebranding their company to be less... I don't know what word I should call it, but they're going to be more friendly for um, everyone. And they announced they're going to be spending a ton of money in VR. So we'll see what they come up with later. It's going to be interesting, I'm sure. Next up, uh, speaking about more investments into uh, big brands buying, um, investing in VR content. This was originally posted by, let me see if I can pull that up, by the Inceptionist on the HTC Investors um, subreddit. HTC buys 15% stake in WeVR for 10 million US dollars. Wow. So um, if you guys, and here's the whole, um, basically the contract of what it is. Um, if you don't know what WeVR is, uh, they're the guys who made the blue and WeVR Transport. Um, so they are, they, they've been with, they've been working with HTC for a while, pretty much since the, um, the product was first announced. They've been showing off the blue to everyone. And it is a really cool experience. Um, so I'm not too surprised they did this. Um, Here's the kind of stuff they do. They do ton of VR stuff. So it's going to be cool. Um, we're probably going to see a lot more premium content by them since they got this huge stake and HTC um, partnered with them. And it's really, really quite cool. I'm excited to see what kind of stuff that they um, start releasing over the years. Alrighty. Speaking of HTC, we have something. Uh, this was uh, posted yesterday. Give me one moment here. I think it lost my tab. Give me one second. So here we go. There we go. VR, uh, this was originally posted by Atari Historian on the Vive subreddit. Uh, so Vive accessories were put on pre-order and the prices for things were like one controller and AC adapter was $130. One base station in AC adapters was $135, and so on and so on. Um, 
We can pull up the page. It was taken down earlier. Yeah, see, none of the stuff is up here anymore. But uh, it was. You can see from the website here itself that this this accessory shop was not really designed for consumers yet. Uh, it's more for businesses that want to invest and do more stuff. Uh, like for example, I actually bought a controller. Uh, for a third controller because I want to do mixed reality stuff and I'm sure there's a lot of people like me that see this as an investment and need this stuff now instead of waiting for when they probably probably release these accessories um, for cheaper so consumers can buy them a bit more so uh, yeah those prices were high but they will go down um, when First of all, stock of um, the vibe completely is just easy to get. Um, it's everywhere. It's just right now, stock constraints are very, very slim. And you're paying a premium to basically get something that is not bundled with a product that is in uh, such high demand. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. Oh, I actually have the page here. I, I kept it up from earlier, so thankfully I had that here. This was everything that had, um, it, was all, it was all in here. It's pretty expensive stuff, but like I said, that's uh, going to go down probably over time. All right, next up we have... Da -da -da -da! Studio Ghibli takes down demo experiences by Fire Panda. Uh, if you don't know what uh, happened with this, let me pull up the page here. So some guy made, um, or some, someone, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl, uh, someone made a VR experience uh, situation to where you get to jump into Studio Ghibli's works. If you don't know who Stu uh, Studio Ghibli is, they've made amazing movies like Howl's Moving Castle, um, Spirited Away is personally a favorite, and they just, great, great, great anime. So basically someone took uh, the idea of these works and allowed you to actually go into these worlds in VR and it was taken down. Which a company, Studio Ghibli, uh, Studio Ghibli has complete right to do that. Don't think they don't have any right. That's, it's their IP and they can do anything with it. Um, luckily for me, I actually downloaded it before it was taken down. So hopefully, uh, I'm going to do some more research before I put a video up. but. That video should be coming up soon uh, if I am allowed to do so. So uh, you guys will be able to see what it was like. So it look it looks pretty cool. It looks really really interesting. Alrighty. Now let's move on to new releases for this week. This was originally posted by Upload VR. Let me pull this up here. Alrighty, so the new HCC Vive, um, I'm only going to be doing Steam VR releases because I don't have an Oculus, I don't have the Oculus Store downloaded for reasons of their, um, their weird terms of service. But anyway, uh, first thing we have here is something called Doll City Demo V1. Seems to be like a semi-horror cyberpunk situation, um, pretty interesting. Uh, looks really good, and yeah, it has different gameplay phases apparently. Uh, I'll, I'll probably do a video of this eventually, um, but it looks really good. It looks pretty interesting. Um, then we have Orc Assault. It looks like a tower defense type of game. Uh, looks pretty, pretty cool. 
I love tower defense, and I think one of the main, like, I remember months before the HCC Vive was doing pre-orders, people were like, please make a tower defense game, and here it is. But looks like there's some issues here with the reviews. 10% of the 10 user reviews for this game are positive. Wow. Huh. Everyone says it's unpolished, so I don't know. What a shame. Hopefully they fix it over time. Um, it's not even a, uh, what do you call it, a uh, early access game. So that's, that's pretty strange uh, that it has... It's like that, but oh well. Moving on. Whoa, <laughs> we have Hyper Bowling VR. Pretty self-explanatory. A bowling game for the vibe, and uh, it's twenty dollars. Wow. Okay, so it oh, looks pretty cool. That's some pretty cool maps here. So I don't think there's much to explain about that. Uh, bowling VR, self-explanatory. We bowling coming back. And here we have the Observatory, which is apparently, it calls itself a trip. And I'm not kidding, it says that somewhere, I read it in here. It calls itself like a, basically like a, like a psychedelic trip. Uh, it has a music video and all this other stuff. Um, I'll possibly do a video of it later. And it looks pretty interesting, it looks like some very cool visuals. But finally, we have something that is actually really, really cool, and I'm going to preview it for all you guys right here and now. The title is called Virtue Animator by Fionice. I hope I said that right. He's going to kill me probably if I said it wrong. I don't know. But anyway, uh, it's basically like, I mean, I guess the best way I can compare it is a sort of Autodesk Maya to where you can animate and import 3D figures and just do it all in VR, which is Pretty interesting. Um, hopefully, I can just kind of give you a head, a quick look into that right now. Um, I've had some issues doing it today when I was getting ready for this, but we'll see. Let's go ahead and see if I can get this set up for you guys. So, give me one moment. All right, launch game. Let's get my controllers running here. Oh, oh okay. Whoa. All right, so I'm launching the game. And pull this up. All right, so here's in game. Let me pull up my camera here. All right, that's a bit. You don't need to make me that big. All right, so here we can see here's the uh, the home, I guess, the splash screen for when you enter this. And here are my controllers. I'm clearly using the Valve Artist, uh, the Ram head sort of controller skin. And you can sort of see there's a tutorial hole here and uh, even video, yeah, uh, video tutorials here to teach you how to do the program. I'm just going to do uh, just a little bit here just to kind of get you guys idea of how the program works. But this is a really cool program and it's, and I love seeing software. Uh, like, Tiltbrush was the first art software, and this is the first animation software I've seen that's actually pretty good. So let me click I understand. And here, right here, uh, here, right here, this will be like the camera view, and here's the camera. You can see I should be able to move this around. 
And this is where your scene will be recorded from this little camera widget right here. And it will be uh, shown, of course I've had some bugs with this uh, viewfinder, but it should be fixed uh, in the meantime soon, but it, this will show what the camera is seeing. So I'll just pull up my menu by clicking the menu button, and you can see uh, these are all the default models that the game already gives you, or the software gives you. And I click this little pointer um, icon on the top, and I can just choose this guy right here. Oh my gosh. Alright, this guy is right inside me. Should have reworded that. Alright, so, let me restart and see, whoa! Alright, let me see if I can find it away from me this time. Oh, see, there's the tracking doing its thing. Alright, so this is the best I'll be able to do right now in my uh, small space. I'm in a very small space due to my temporary situation. So you can see, I can grab these little dots that uh, represent a joint. And uh, I'll be able, I would be able to animate that by doing a keyframe sort of thing. Uh, let me pull up the keyframe timeline. And you can see here is where I would be able to do all the add keyframes and all that uh, fun stuff. And uh, when I was finished, this guy can like do something like maybe punch a guy or like whatever. So pretty cool thing. I, I'm, really, I'm really impressed by this program. Um, and yeah, that's basically all I can show you for now. A really cool software tool for a really cool thing. Um, I ha did not have the camera up, but that's okay. So, let me pull something else up here. Okay. So, that's actually the end of the first stream. Um, I wanted to make it a little bit short this time um, because I'm a feeling a little ill in the stomach area. But next time, next stream, which will be on Saturday this time, Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturday. So more people can kind of stop by if they are overseas. Um, Saturday, I have plans to get the, some of the guys who worked on the game called Vertigo. If you have not seen that game, I have a video on it on my YouTube channel. You should definitely check it out. It's one of my favorite games for um, five so far. And we'll have some of them, um, I'll interview them, and we'll be able to talk more about the process and their game. So that'll be really cool. A first developer um, interview for VR. And yeah, so that's basically it. Um, what I'm going to do in these last 5 or 10 minutes is I'm going to be looking at the chat and answering any questions you might have of what I've talked about or VR in general. Only those two things for now. So, um, yeah, here I am. Just go ahead and ask questions in chat. I'll be here waiting. Waiting. Also, this, uh, this, this whole stream will be on YouTube, so if you missed anything, uh, you can watch what the parts you missed. And in the description, I'll have all the time codes to what uh, topics I top, uh, talked about, so you can skip to the interesting topics for you and so forth. So don't worry if you uh, just logged in to the stream, then yeah. Am I looking forward to any Vive games? I'm looking forward mostly to the completed, or at least not completed, but I'm looking forward to some big updates for Servios's raw data. I have, the, I have a very, uh, basically a demo. Um, it's basically a demo right now. Um, 
and they have not updated it because they're, I know they're working hard on it and they're marketing it very well. I've seen a ton of interesting um, news articles and even mainstream news talking about this game and it is really the best first person uh, wave shooter that I've played yet. It's really, really fun. What room size do you recommend for the Vive? Uh, okay, so, hmm. So most games actually kind of, even though most games have a requirement, I'm noticing that more games that had a previous requirement are actually adding teleporting to their game. So if you are in standing mode, you can still play their game. Um, I at least recommend, recommend 1.5 meters by 1.5 meters. And I know this because my, I'm like in such a, you can't see it, but I'm in a really small space right now. My desk is here and I cannot really go anywhere and play. You, it's hard to play games um, in my small space. So that's, that's my recommendation. 1.5 by 1.5 because more games are adding teleporting. Um, and some games that don't add teleporting, you have to kind of swing your controllers usually, and you don't want to hit anything, man. That, that would suck. Do I believe VR is overpriced? Well, let's, let's talk about, um, if I, so, um, okay. VR is in its first generation right now. VR itself... I don't think the headset's that overpriced. I think where it gets expensive is building a computer right now. Most people don't have a computer that's VR ready. And that's why it's really exciting seeing NVIDIA and AMD come up with these lower cost solutions that will make VR much more easier to afford um, for the average user. But personally, I don't think it's, I mean, it's kind of, $800 is expensive. Um, I know if you're in Canada, it's like eleven to $1,200 and that's, that's, that's too expensive <laughs> for VR. But um, if you tried it yourself, you'll see that VR is really, really different. Um, the way I compare it is basically, we had arcade machines in the 80s, and that was all we had for, for sort of mainstream video games. But when the Atari came out for the home console, that was like the newest thing, and it was a really luxury thing to have. Even though the games were like super simple and bare bones, that was the beginning of a very, what we have now basically with video games and I, I, I compare the, um, the VR headsets to what the uh, Atari was many years ago. My thoughts on Polaris and Vega? I gotta wait for benchmarks but I think it'll be really interesting to see what they have up their sleeves. Have I tried watching 3D movies in the Vive? I have not but I know some people who have and they say it's pretty dang cool. Um, I personally do not like, I have virtual desktop and, you know, the Steam VR theater. I personally hate playing games, uh, desktop games in my headset. I think it's very uncomfortable. I don't, I don't enjoy it at all. Um, but movies are something I do like watching in my headset. I think that's, I think the VR theater mode and virtual desktop is perfect for watching movies. It's really cool. Really, really cool. Any thoughts about the Omni? I want to try that thing, man. I want to try the Omni. I, I think it's pretty cool. I, I know I'm saying that about a lot of things, but at first I was like, that looks like it's going to be $1,500 and it's not going to be that great for that price. But I saw their website, it's like $600 for everything, uh, including the shoes. And I'm like, I can kind of get behind this if I tried it. Um, that would be the hardest thing for them is getting people to try it because... 
At least with the Vive, it's just this small headset, and even GameStop has and Microsoft stores are able to just have a little corner. But for that thing, it's gonna be hard. That thing's huge. It's gonna be hard to put in a store for people to try out. Have you heard about OS VR? And what are your personal predictions in the VR? Uh, I've only heard a little bit, um, and I, I don't want to comment on it until I know more about it. So maybe this week I'll spend more time uh, learning a bit more about it, and then I'll possibly have an answer for you next week. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to comment on anything I don't completely know about, um, especially in something that's so... Man, this market is growing fast, guys. Like, seriously. This, this VR market thing is booming so fast. We had, this was like a couple weeks ago, but National Geographic even announced that they're doing a VR thing. And those guys, when they start making stuff, that's going to be amazing. Uh, opinions on Leap Motion. I just got my Leap Motion about a week ago. I've not tried it out yet. So, again, no opinions until I try it. Um, I should have videos and maybe streams trying it out. So just uh, wait until then, and I'll have an opinion after I try it. Do I feel insulted when the news station captioned you as an HCC Vive owner? No! Well, not really. I, I, I love it. I think it's like, I, it, it's me being, like, I was turned into a meme when they did that. So I had to thank them, honestly. I love it. I think it was great. Um... I'm not, I, I think, by the way, I think the news station did really well. Um, like, we worked hard to sort of record a lot of content, but they, they were mostly in control of the editing, and they did a pretty good job. I was, I was actually, like, so worried what it was going to turn out into. And when I saw it, I was like, this, was, this is actually pretty good. So, yeah, my opinions on that. Do you think Valve will release any real Portal-like game in VR soon? Soon in Valve time is all I gotta say. I think they will do something bigger than the lab in VR eventually. But when? Well, it's Valve. You never know when with them. My computer came out in 2010. I'm about to build a computer. Should I get... Oh, uh, Founders, okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Founders Edition, I don't know if you guys know what that is, and it's because NVIDIA has not really talked about what the Founders Edition is for the 1080, but it's basically what used to be called the reference model. Um, personally, I think adding 100 bucks for a reference model is insane. I will, never be pay I will never pay $100 more for a reference model, that's just me. I would say wait for the um, the third, you know, the, the manufacturers like EVGA or MSI to come out with their own solutions and wait for those cards because a lot of times they will actually clock those things, excuse me, they'll clock those things higher and it'll still be less than that Founders Edition that's going to be clocked less, but you're paying for the, basically the alumi aluminum outside, which... I don't know, guys. I don't like that Founders Edition thing very much. Um, yeah. Zen processor? Ah, uh, <laughs> I'm not a fanboy. I had to. Okay, I want to say this right quick. I'm not. I'm not a fanboy. Um, I had an AMD graphics card before I switched to my 980Ti's. Um, but. I'm not so enthused, enthused by the Zen uh, processors by AMD. I, I, 
AMD just, I, I think Intel seems to have them beat, despite the fact that Intel is not really targeting super big evolutions in their processors right now. Um, I'm kind of bored with what Intel and AMD is doing with processors. They're not doing anything interesting. Broadwell E is going to come out soon, and that might be interesting. I think I'm kind of interested in that. But the price for Broadwell E is going to be so expensive, and it's like, ugh, I don't know. Processors are just like hard. It's hard to buy a processor, especially a new one. I have a 4790K, and that mean I had to buy a new motherboard, and I'm just not. It's not worth it yet for me to upgrade any processors. So that's my opinion on AMD processors. Interactive VR porn have not tried it yet. And you guys can believe me or not, but I have not tried it yet. I was talking about RotoShare. Um, if you missed it, it was about... I'll have it in a YouTube video. Is VR the future of gaming? VR... Okay. So here's my... Okay, good question. Uh, VR is not going to be... Is not going to replace monitor or desktop or console TV gaming. It's going to be in its... It's its, its own thing. It's going to be um, allowed to basically be a side thing like okay for example uh a nintendo ds does not compete with a a, a a ps4 because you have a handheld um and then a home console vr is similar to that they you can have both of uh, you can have all three things basically and it won't it won't take over one of the other so um my opinion is vr is going to be Great for gaming, but it's going to be even better when we start seeing more stuff um, like medical stuff, uh, software stuff, like we saw the Virtue Animator stuff. We're going to see a lot more things than just gaming. And it's, gonna, it's not going to compete against everything. It's going to be its own thing. Have you heard of Altspace VR? I have. I tried it um, before HTC Vive launched. It was a little weird. I, th I think I came in the wrong time, but I went into, I went into this this public like the main. It wasn't the main room, but it was like one of the main rooms, and basically there was like three people pretending that they were doing inappropriate things to each other, and I'm like, "Yep, this is basically Second Life in VR all over again." And I'm like, "I don't I don't need this. I'm gonna not open this again." But I probably should give it a second chance at some point, but I've not done that yet. Uh, are you planning to do more jobs in when more if more jobs come out I'll do more jobs in but I will not be doing any more jobs ins until that point because I'm I'm burnt out from job simulator videos guys It is a green screen behind me yes Uh you, I was playing a game earlier you missed it it was, it was not really a game but it was a virtue animator but um next stream I'll probably have more games to try out and uh we'll see as time goes on so I think I'm going to end the stream there, uh, there guys. Um, sorry if I missed your, or didn't get to your question or I missed it. Um, again, the next stream will be next Saturday, same time, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But it's on Saturday, not Sunday. Don't be confused, guys, please. So, um, yeah, thanks for watching, guys. I hope you enjoyed the stream and we're able to be a little bit more educated of what's going on in the VR world. That's basically what the stream's all about. It's not about me. It's not about the vibe. It's about VR industry in general and i'll see you next time in the virtual world and maybe the real world see you later